Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold, Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring on C103. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Only half of Ireland's rivers and lakes are in a satisfactory condition, according to the EPA's latest report on water quality. UCC has launched a new employment-based master's degree in dairy process technology in partnership with Kerry Group. We follow up on Dairy Gold's Free Trees Biodiversity Project, this week matching up the appropriate species of tree for the location under consideration. We hear about the latest Makra activities in the region. And John O'Connor has the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, ICSA Beef Chair, Mr Edmund Graham, has encouraged farmers to use the mark system to pursue the best cattle prices while supplies remain tight. He said it's important to know what your animals are worth, no matter where you sell them, but looking at the trade over the last few weeks, it appears that mark prices are beyond those quoted at factory level. He said it's also worth noting that out-of-spec cattle are achieving just as much as in-spec cattle in the marts. Mr Graham claimed that while factory agents were doing their best to keep cattle out of the marts, there's no harm in letting them compete for stock in the open market. Edmund Graham said, with cattle as scarce as they are, the opportunity is there for farmers to chase a decent price through whatever means possible. Upwards of €2.50 a kg live weight has been achieved regardless of spec, with northern buyers helping to keep the trade buoyant also. He said that marts should remain a good option for the coming weeks at least, and particularly so if you happen to be facing quality assurance penalties in the factories. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Issue 2 of the Tagus Signpost Programme newsletter has been published. The Signpost Programme is a Tagus-led partnership of farmers and over 40 companies and organisations from across the Irish agriculture sector. The primary objective of the programme is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by up to 15% by 2025 on the Signpost farms and 2030 on all farms. The newsletter provides news from the Signpost programme, technical articles, policy and research updates, as well as profiling the Signpost farmers. And you can sign up to receive the monthly update by visiting tagusk.ie forward slash signpost. Issue 2 this week features timely climate actions for July. Signpost farmers Aidan Maguire and Tim Leader are featured and Dr Deirdre Hennessy, researcher at Tagusk Moor Park, provides some useful tips on managing clover swords for the second half of the year. There are also guidelines on minimising nitrates lost to water. 
and a useful insight into the forgotten nutrient water. Last week we covered Dairy Gold's Biodiversity Tree Project to supply 20,000 broadleaf native trees to successful Dairy Gold milk and tillage applicants. This week we'll try to match up the appropriate species of tree for the location under consideration for planting. Joining me is John O'Connor. Dairy Gold Co-op, in implementing their biodiversity project in conjunction with the Trees on the Land organisation, are aware that only a small section of their milk supplier or tillage farmer's land may be available. And how many different broadleaf planting programmes within the biodiversity project are there? There are five, woodland, shelter belts, hedgerows, scattered parklands and water quality. So the trees are available in five different pack types and consist of the species suitable for the habitat or locations just referred to. And if we look at the woodland location? The woodland pack would be suitable for establishing small areas or pockets of woodland or coppice. 50, that's uh, 50 trees, would cover about one twentieth of an acre, set at 2 metres by 2 metre spacings. Packs will include an appropriate mix of oak, birch, hazel, scots pine, alder, roan and hawthorn. The water quality packs have a particularly environmentally active combination of native Irish trees, even if their planting operation doesn't have to be very extensive. Water quality packs, this could be described as setting small numbers of individual trees or scattered groups of trees close to ditches, drains and watercourses. This will protect ground from poaching and also interrupt excess surface water and nutrients seeping into the waterways. Trees should be set so as there is an even balance of light and shade along the watercourses. Water quality packs will include an appropriate mix of species such as alder, birch, hawthorn and roan. Years ago, farmers ripped out hedges for any number of reasons, but the true value of hedges is perhaps better understood these days and there is specific hedge packs available under the Dairy Gold Biodiversity Project in partnership with Trees on the Land organisation. Very interesting nowadays. This hedge pack is versatile insofar as it can be planted to grow a new length of hedge or old gaps in damaged hedges can be patched up and filled in, giving a very neat appearance to the land. 50 trees will set 10 metres of hedgerow with 5 plants per metre on a staggered row and at the combination there, hawthorn, hazel, oak, birch and roan where at all possible blackthorn will be included in the mix but this depends on availability at the time of delivery or other factors influencing blackthorn supply. And John, the two other categories you mentioned, the shelter belt pack and the scattered parkland tree packs, will also offer solutions to specific types of terrain. As the title suggests, the shelter belt pack can establish rows and strips of shelter belt trees. One pack of 50 trees will make approximately 50 metres of shelter belt with trees at two metre intervals in staggered rows two metres apart. And the mix again Alder, birch, hazel, oak, roan, hawthorn and scots pine. And I understand scattered parkland pack applicants have a choice. Yes, scattered parkland tree pack applicants may specify which trees they'd like by stating their preferred choice on the application form. They may decide, for example, on oak, birch, alder, hawthorn, scots pine or a mix from all of the available species.
And any Dairy Gold milker tillage supplier may apply for some of the 20,000 broadleaf native Irish trees being offered by Dairy Gold in conjunction with the Trees on the Land organisation. That's correct. Application for a form by phone at the following number, 022-31644, that's 022-31644, or by contacting Miss Kira Donovan, Dairy Gold, Farm Sustainability Advisor, at the following website, cdonovan at dairygold.ie, all lowercase, cdonovan at dairygold.ie, all lowercase, or by phoning Kira at the following number, 086 seven nine three zero eight six three O eight six seven nine three O eight six three Dairy Gold milk suppliers and tillage suppliers will have received a text by now more than likely with a first come first served basis until all of the 20,000 trees have been spoken for. To emphasise, the 20,000 trees open for application are all native Irish trees grown from Irish Providence seed in Irish nurseries. That's correct. Once you complete your application form, either online or over the phone, you'll be contacted by a member of Trees on the Land organisation team during the planting season, that's December 21 to March 2022. That's regarding delivery arrangements. And that phone number again for applicants, 022-31644. The closing date for entries, 31st of August, 2021. Thanks, John. And listeners may obtain additional information from Dairy Gold online or the hard copy of July's Milk Matters magazine. Trees on the Land website has further information about the various campaigns by Trees on the Land promoting the planting of native Irish trees. Only half of Ireland's rivers and lakes are in a satisfactory condition according to the EPA's latest report on water quality. Five Cork rivers are among 13 which have nitrogen levels that are deemed too high leading to significant implications for the marine environments that they flow into. The Lee, Bandon, Blackwater, Maig and Deal are all suffering from escalated levels of this type of pollution. The report says a sizeable minority of rivers and lakes are not capable of sustaining a healthy ecosystem for fish, insect and plant life. EPA says human activity has resulted in the water network coming under pressure and high nitrogen levels are primarily due to agricultural activities. Programme manager with the EPA, Mary Gurry, says that improvements are needed. And of course our rivers and our lakes and groundwater supply our drinking water. So it's really important that we do protect this precious resource. About half of our rivers and lakes are in good biological uh, condition, which, which is good. But that means there's a very high number which aren't able to sustain a healthy ecosystem of you know, fish and plants and um, insects. And we're very concerned about the levels of nitrogen in our rivers, lakes and estuaries, our groundwater and estuaries, because they, they are too high, in, particularly in the south and southeast and east of the country, and they're increasing. And we did recent analysis that shows that in most of those rural catchments, there are big rivers like the Barrow and the Slaney and the Lee and the Bandon, that the, more than 85% of the source of the nitrogen is from agriculture, and that's from um, chemical fertiliser and organic fertiliser. IFA says farmers want to see all our rivers in the high status category, and they're working hard to achieve this. EPA figures indicate a net improvement in the quality of the rivers and no change or improvement in NNP concentrations for 63% and 76% of catchments respectively. IFA President Tim Cullinan said the report shows real signs of progress, but farmers need to keep working hard and it's something all stakeholders can build upon. 
ICMSA President Pat McCormack says while challenges remain in relation to water quality, it is important improvements are acknowledged and recognition given to the various initiatives being taken at individual farm level and industry level to further improve water quality. He says challenges remain but progress is being made and this needs to be acknowledged and working with the agriculture sector is the way forward rather than a hammer approach of regulation. We'll have more on the water quality report with EPA's Shane O'Boyle later. Details of remaining dates in July for farm plastics recycling bring centres. The centres are open from 9am to 5pm unless otherwise stated. Further inquiries may be made to the following phone number 1890. 300444 or For Cork County, Charleville Showgrounds, Monday and Tuesday, July the 26th and July 27th. Lumberstown, Dairy Gold Co-op, Thursday 29th of July. Dunamore, O'Regan's Transport Yard, Coolmona, Saturday 31st of July. Farmers are kindly requested to adhere to social distancing requirements in operation at the Bring Centres. Inquiries regarding acceptability of specific types of uh, plastic waste, charges, opening hours or any other information kindly phone 1890 or online at ie. John O'Connor, Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. A new Sea Survival Training Unit is to be established at BIM Bordishkivara National Fisheries Training College at Greencastle in County Donegal. The total estimated cost of the new unit will be about 1.1 million euro. In accepting the BIM Bordishkivara business case for the establishment of the new purpose-built Sea Survival Training Unit, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, TD, said safety was an essential part of training for all of those embarking on a career in the seafood sector who intend working at sea. With 2,030 registered fishing vessels in Ireland and 2,881 adults working in the fisheries sector, it's important, he said, that we would continue to prioritise the provision of high-quality safety training for crews of vessels. 82% of fishers personally know someone who is lost at sea, according to BIM Commission research carried out by Red Sea in May 2021, comprising online survey of 176 adults working in the Irish seafood sector who work at sea, including fishers and aquaculture producers. Minister McConnell said his ambition was to have the new sea survival training facility operational by mid 2022. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. UCC has launched a new employment-based master's degree in dairy process technology in partnership with Kerry Group. Kerry Group will sponsor two master's students in 2021 through a new employment-based MSc at University College Cork. The students will be employed by Kerry Group while completing their master's at the School of Food and Nutritional Sciences. The partnership represents an excellent example of Ireland's dairy processing sector working together with UCC to invest in the next generation of dairy science leaders. Developed by Dr Seamus Omani at the School of Food and Nutritional Sciences, UCC, the programme begins in September. And Seamus joins me to discuss this new initiative. So the programme itself, it it is an employment-based MSc, specifically in, in dairy science. And even more specifically in dairy process technology. So it's, it's starting in, in September um, of this year uh, with two students in the first year. 
um, based with, with, with Kerry Group in the primary dairy division across their, their three sites. Um, how the program came about was we've been running um, programs, would you believe it, for 95 years at UCC in dairy. But over the years, as you can imagine, the, the, the needs of the sector have evolved quite significantly. And in recent years, what we've noticed is uh, a skills gap um, in terms of dairy science uh, and, and chemistry and technology specifically. And about 12 months ago, we sat down with um, uh, quite a number of companies, in, including Kerry Group, and conducted a, an extensive stakeholder analysis to figure out exactly what it was that the industry needs uh, right now and in the years ahead. And uh, what came back very strongly from that was a clear need for more specialists in dairy science at the postgraduate level, but really strongly linked with industry. Um, so we, we took that on board, and in a short space of time, within uh, about four to six months, uh, working with Kerry Group, we, we developed this particular program, which has, been, which has been launched and which will be starting in September of this year. Um, but it's one that we plan to, to to build on then in the years ahead. You said it was born from consultation and the need for more specialists. What exactly do you think is needed there that's not there at the minute? Yeah, so really what's needed is more expertise in the area of dairy science, specifically in topics like chemistry, technology and nutrition. I guess the dairy industry has gone through a major expansion in, in recent years, particularly since the removal of, of milk quotas in, in 2015. And with that has come, you know, a 50, 60% increase in the volume of milk. And I guess in recent years, uh, all of the focus has been on processing that, that milk. Um, but to be able to extract the greatest value from that milk, um, the companies are realizing that they need more expertise in the dairy science space. Uh, and by investing in, in programs like this and developing programs like this together with world-leading institutions like, like UCC in the dairy science space, what we're aiming to do is to, is to develop a pipeline of the next generation of scientific leaders to support growth and development and innovation uh, within the industry, which in itself then will return um, value to, to everybody in, in, in the sector. So that's that's um, dairy processors, primary and secondary processors, but, but obviously very importantly as well, um, primary producers and dairy farmers. It's a unique partnership, UCC and the Kerry Group. Uh, UCC with a great history of dairy science and Kerry being a very strong company. Absolutely. As I say in UCC, we have a, a number of programs in the dairy space. We've, we've really developed um, this particular area in recent years, in, in, in 2016, we developed and launched a very innovative program at the time, which was a postgraduate certificate in dairy technology and innovation together with, with our collaborators in Chagas Moor Park. And that has been a really successful program in recent years. And then more recently, just two years ago, uh, UCC introduced a new agricultural science degree, um, which is a very strong dairy focus um, also. Um, but for, for many years, and indeed going right back to the 19. Um, 20s, we had a dairy science degree and a dairy science diploma, uh, which were the original programs really, which supplied the creamery managers and um, uh, staff and resources that were required to support the Irish dairy industry in the early years. 
Um, but really uh, a strong program and a strong partnership and obviously working with a, a company like Kerry um, with three major sites across Newmarket and, and Charleville and, and, and in Listowel as well, you know, processing in excess of 1 billion litres um, per annum with, with 3,000 suppliers across the southwest, you know, in Cork and and Kerry, but also Limerick and Clare and other counties in the in the immediate vicinity. It's it's a really really strong partnership, and um, it's one that we wouldn't have been able to do as successfully at this point in time without the strong alignment um, with a company like Kerry uh, in, in in partnering from the from the get go as well, and and really coming to us, you know, with a very clear definition of need. You know, and that's that's the most important thing we can get in a university in in working with companies, is a really clear expression of their their needs. And and in this case, we've been able, as I say, in in, in a short few months, we've been able to develop this program in partnership. And really looking forward to getting it off the ground. And it will be the first year, and it'll be rolled out from September. So, have you people in place now to start this? It's been um, a really excellent opportunity for our fourth-year food science students um, who have just finished up in, in recent weeks with us in the university, and two of those students will actually take up um, in September the programme. So it, it starts with the two students um, being employed full-time within the primary dairy division of Kerry Group, and then on a part-time basis over two years, they will complete the Master's in Dairy Process Technology um, at UCC. So they will be spending some time in the dairy processing sites with Kerry and and then spending some time at the university to to be able to do their, their laboratory and pilot plant uh, dairy processing work as well. So they'll have an academic supervisor from, from one of our own team within the School of Food and Nutritional Sciences in UCC and, and also an industry uh, mentor from from Kerry. And, and the types of technologies that, that those students would be working on for people that might be interested you know, range from separation technology to membrane filtration, evaporation, drying, um, cheese science and technology, um, powder technology, and ingredients and formulation in particular. Uh, so really exciting opportunities for, for these two students in, in the first year with, with ambitious plans to grow and develop that and extend it out then with, even with other industry partners um, in the years ahead. Dr. Seamus Omani of the School of Food and Nutritional Sciences, UCC. Minister Charlie McConnell-Lug and Minister Pippa Haggard have met with IFA representatives protesting over the widely reported problems being experienced with the issuing of felling licences. The ministers both urged the IFA and forest stakeholders to work towards the solving of issues through Project Woodland. The ministers said 411 licences have been issued in the month of June, with 80% of these being private. There had been an increase in the number of ecologists, inspectors and administrators employed, the ministers revealed. In a statement issued by the department after the meeting with the farmers' representatives, it was confirmed that a fundamental regulatory review of the licensing system, as well as a review of the processes operated by other EU member states, would be progressed immediately through Project Woodland. Minister Hackett recognised that a similar review had also been called for by the Oireachtas Committee and stakeholders. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. As we've heard earlier in the programme, only half of Ireland's rivers and lakes are in a satisfactory condition, according to the EPA's latest report on water quality. 
And five Cork rivers are among 13 which have nitrogen levels that are deemed too high, leading to significant implications for the marine environments that they flow into. EPA says human activities resulted in the water network coming under pressure and the high nitrogen levels are primarily due to agricultural activities. EPA's Shenna Boyle joins me to discuss more on the findings. The report that we published, uh, it looked at 10 indicators of water quality um, across the country. And uh, what we found in the report that when we looked at the 10 indicators is that our, that our surface water, so that's our rivers and our lakes and our estuaries, uh, and also our groundwaters continue to be under pressure from, from different human activities. And that's, that's impacting on the quality of those, those waters and, and in some cases causing issues with, uh, with human health. Um, you know, so that's a concern. Um, that's a concern for us because, you know, good, clean, healthy waters are important for a number of reasons, um, you know, for tourism, recreation, um, for our economy. And you know, I think we've all we've all sort of um, become a bit more connected with 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 our natural world around us during lockdown. So it's, so it's really important for our health and 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 well-being. So specifically, what we're seeing in the report that just over half of our our rivers and lakes are in in good biological quality, um, but that means that nearly half um, are not in in good quality. So they're less able to less able to support, you know, healthy sort of ecosystems of, of fish and plants and algae and, and, and river insects. So, so we're concerned about that. And the main problem seems to be the presence of, of, too, of, of too many nutrients getting from various sources uh, into the waters and causing problems with, um, with river and lake pollution. And, and particularly in the Cork area, um, there's, a, there's an issue with, with these nutrients getting sort of to our coastal areas and to our estuaries and causing problems with these green um, green algal blooms, um, which are a problem in a, in a number of areas along the along along the Cork coast. So, what is causing this problem there, Shane? Well, one of the I suppose main sources um, in that area, and I suppose it's not surprising given given the, the sort of the activity, the coverage of the activity is, is agriculture. In a, in a in a related report that we published. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, it, it actually showed that in, in terms of nitrogen sources, that in in in, in areas in the in the south of the country, that 85% of your nitrogen uh, in some catchments, so these are the catchments around a river water body or a lake, um, is coming from agriculture. So a lot of a lot of the increases that we're we're, we're seeing. Um, it, is more than likely linked back to, to agricultural activities. In relation to agriculture, are we doing better or have we gone back in terms of previous reports? There are some positives in the report. I mean, you know, we, you know, we looked at around 1,900 rivers nationally um, uh, in 2019 and 2020. So out of those 1,900, we, we did see uh, improvements in 345 rivers. Um, but what's offsetting sort of our, our net improvement is the fact that we're still seeing an awful lot of declines uh, and deteriorations in water quality. So 230 rivers declined over that same same period. So so we only had a net improvement of 115. Um, we are seeing some improvements in, um, some of your listeners might be familiar with the, 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 the work that's been done under the Ireland's National River Basin Management Plan. So that's that's really the main plan, the, the government's main plan to address water quality issues. So within that plan, um, uh, certain areas have been identified for for specific sort of attention, and these are known as priority areas for action. So in those areas, we are seeing, typically we're seeing more improvements improvements than declines. So that that is encouraging, but we need to, you know, those are <clears throat> those aren't that's not happening nationally. That's only happening in certain areas. So we need to sort of learn from 
learn from that to see why those areas are improving, what measures have been put in place and what have been working, and then try and, you know, escalate those up and apply them more wide and across the country as, as needs be. And does the report then, Shane, make any recommendations on how we can improve? With reports like this and previous reports, we do know, I suppose, where the problems are and we do, to a large extent, know what the solutions are and we have a range of measures. And I think it's really about implementing those measures and I think it's it's about working locally, uh, particularly with the farming community and uh, and working with agricultural advisors and seeing what can be done to actually uh, address the issues uh, that, that, that we have at the moment and what can be what, what can be done to, to reduce the loss of, of these nutrients from from agriculture into our waters because at the end of the day you know these are chemical fertilizers they're expensive they cost money so it's not just a loss to the environment it's actually a, a loss to the farmer as well because these are expensive things to put on put on your land EPA's Shane O'Boyle joining us this week is Tagus Drystock Advisor Onyo O'Reardon our topic covers factors to consider in relation to the health of calves at this time benefits of feeding meals to weanlings and to begin with, what we need to do to comply with the beep weighing scheme. There'll be a lot of weanlings sold now in the next few weeks with sales coming up. So um, it's important that the calves are weighed before selling. Um, so cows and calves need to be weighed on the same day for on the suckler side of the beep weighing scheme. And that's for calves born from the 1st of July 2020 until the 30th of June 21. So that, that's the calves that are eligible and they can be weighed up until the 1st of November or before weaning. So the maybe autumn-born calves will need to be weighed before weaning or the spring-born calves, they mightn't be weighed until for another few months or until the first, before the 1st of November. Just with the, there are different options, additional options that you could pick for the beef weighing scheme. One option that a lot of farmers picked was the meal feeding option and for that it just you need to feed calves four weeks before weaning and two weeks after weaning so you need to be feeding them about a kilo a day um, of ration so it's just important to remember to do that and you know if you are planning on selling weanlings you know that they need to be fed for two weeks after weaning so you know, that you, you need to be weighing them two weeks before before selling them as well. Just the fecal egg sampling option was chosen by a lot of people as well as an additional option. You know, August and September is a good time to do that, um, you know, to plan for that. And that needs to be taken samples from the cows to check on the, the worm burden. And then on the dairy calf weighing scheme, that side of it, that's for calves born from the 1st of January this year. And those calves have until the 1st of November to be weighed. They just need to be over 12 weeks of age, which most of them would be now at this stage. So the weighing could take place now. And that's for acts of 20 calves for that scheme. And the benefits then on you of feeding meal to weanlings? When calves are eating meals, you know, it's, it's an extra food source, but it reduces stress a lot around weaning time if they are used to eating ration. Uh, they become more independent and I suppose less dependent on their mothers and when they are weaned in it does reduce the stress a lot and you know there are benefits when they will be gaining you know a bit of extra live weight gain by having the meals depending on grass quality obviously if they're in very good quality grass you know they might need meals but maybe a lot of grass has gone more steamy now and you know the, the calves mightn't 
be at their peak performance. So by feeding meals, you know, they should be putting on a bit of, bit of extra gain. And with a lot of the weanling sales coming up, you know, there will be more weanlings sold in the next few weeks. So, you know, it, it will benefit them in the weaning scales as well and should benefit the pocket as well, hopefully. And is there anything special that needs to be given consideration to now in relation, say, to the health of calves? Like I suppose in July, you know, you need to watch for the calves might need their first dose. So what you'll be looking for is for signs of coughing for lungworms, you know, particularly when calves have been moved, you know, or after walking or running, they'll be coughing if they have lungworms. And stomach worms, you'll be looking for maybe loose or scoury dung. So the worm burden could be starting to to command them now at this stage. So just watch for those signs and, and go in with a dose. Um, if you're not seeing those signs, you could seek a leg sample just to see if there are worm burden in the dung and get it tested. You know, a calf that has worms, they will have poorer thrive and it will affect their growth rate. So it's important to get in there with a dose, you know, as soon as you do see any signs, you know, it's important too in relation to the doses to try and rotate the different doses that you use just to avoid resistance. So say if you dose in July with one dose, use another dose, a different product type in the next dose just to, to avoid resistance on the farm. Tiagos Drystock Advisor, Anya O'Reardon. Farm Talk on C103. Independent consultants have already been commissioned to carry out a major study on the Irish horticulture industry and see where import substitution and generation of food security can be implemented. Minister of State Pippa Hackett announced she's commissioned this major report on the horticulture industry in Ireland, revealing she has sought independent experts to identify and analyse opportunities which are emerging for the sector. Minister Hackett said this is a vital industry for Ireland and one which she believes offers many opportunities for growth. But, she said, we need a roadmap to chart the way forward and this report will provide us with that. The report is due to be delivered by April 2022. Minister Hackett pointed out that the horticultural industry is a very valuable contributor to the Irish economy. The horticulture sector here was worth a very considerable €467 million in 2020. It's the fourth highest sector in terms of value, with only beef, dairy and pigs being greater. It employs 6,600 full-time staff in primary production, with another 11,000 employed in downstream businesses. Minister Hackett believes these figures need to be looked at as only the starting point. There is huge room for growth and development, and she wants this independent commission report to help us build much further on what we are already doing. The report will assess the current state of the horticulture industry in Ireland across the various sectors, field crops, protected crops, soft fruit, top fruit, amenity, potatoes and mushrooms. It will analyse each sector in detail, covering a wide range of areas including diversification, climate change, organic and integrated production, as well as labour, routes to market, research and development, R&D promotion, transition to sustainable growing media and knowledge management. The support of various sectors has been welcomed by Minister Pippa Haggard. These include the Horticulture Industry Forum, the IFA, Chagas and Borbia. 
the Minister said, the new programme for government, the new EU farm-to-fork and EU biodiversity strategies, and the recently published Ag Climatised Roadmap. All of them recognise the critical importance of food security, and this report and the implementation plan that will follow will allow the horticulture sector here to continue to play a central role in maintaining national food security. Minister Hackett wants the report to be delivered by April 2022. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Today we conclude our topic on biodiversity on the farm with Noreen O'Rahilly of Tagusk and we're looking at schemes available to offset costs involved. There are. I suppose people would kind of say, right, they would have been in, involved in the glass, so, and, but the glass is closed at the moment. People that were involved in it, they have their extension, so they're, they're allowed to continue in. Um, then there are people that weren't involved in glass um, that were able to take up, get involved in a new scheme this year. Um, it's the Department of Agriculture pilot scheme called the REAP. Um, so we're just actually in the process of planning them at the moment. And it, it does take a lot of these actions into consideration where people who have um, um, plots that are biodiversity rich, as in they would be species rich grassland, or can actually improve their far, their grasslands and make a more species rich grassland by increasing the number of, uh, or increasing the field margin. Um, they're getting financially rewarded for that. Or if people don't have species rich, will space species rich grassland on their farm, um, they can actually, uh, and would have maybe grassland that is greater than 30% ryegrass they can actually um, introduce multi-species grassland on their farm. They also then are, um, reward, are rewarded or paid um, a capital cost of, it, of planting hedgerows on their farm as well. So it is just looking along that side of it of um, grasslands for improving or, um, uh, improving or rewarding those that have species-rich grassland and also improving their hedgerows on their farm. So it does concentrate on that side of it. Now, there are a lot of other um, actions or other environmental um, schemes, you could call them, within the countryside. So you have the, the, the Aloe Blue Dot um, EIP. You have the Bride um, EIP. You have the Hin Harrier EIP. And you have the Freshwater Mussel EIP. So farmers are involved in, in, in such schemes and are improving and are getting rewarded for planting or uh, capital costs of planting hedgerows or field margins or wild bird covers. So um, there is schemes like that people and do look out for them because they are continually looking for new people to participate in such schemes. And there are in areas new EIPs, um, environmental improvement schemes that are popping up in different areas where they're trying to uh, take on different measures. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. To improve schemes, look out for their different EIPs happening in their area. Um, the Brides being one very good example where people are still... Conventionally or commercially farming within um, their area, but able to take on and will get rewarded for putting biodiversity or extra measures in place um, to increase the biodiversity or habitat values on their farm. Noreen O'Rahilly of Tagusk. Board Namona has announced the creation of 1,400 new jobs as the company shifts to climate-friendly energy. Around 550 of the roles have been recruited over the past 18 months. 885 more are set to be created between now and 2026. The company said the roles will be mostly in the Midlands and will include jobs in renewable energy, recycling infrastructure and carbon storage. Board Namona estimates that by 2030 it'll be able to provide a third of Irish homes with renewable energy. For our weekly update on MACRA events in Cork, Caroline O'Keefe, MACRA National Secretary and Avondu MACRA, has an update on the 11 Peaks in 11 Weeks Challenge now drawing to a close. The 11 Peaks in 11 Weeks Challenge and fundraiser has been spearheaded by Aline Houlihan and Sean Wallace to raise much-needed funds for the Irish Community Rapid Response, the Air Ambulance, based in Munster. Over the past two and a half months, members of Munster MACRA have climbed nine of the highest peaks in Munster Mokra. And the final two are taking place today and next Saturday. Today, Devil's Bit in North Tipperary and next Saturday, Karen Tool in County Kerry. The aim of the fundraiser is to raise money for at least one life-saving trip, which is €3,500, and we are well on the way to doing that. If anybody would like to donate, the link to donate is on the Munster Mokra Facebook page. Upcoming forestry webinar... 
a Broadleaves Native Irish Trees webinar with the theme of Managing Young Forests for Quality, organised by Chogosk, is taking place on Tuesday 20th of July at 7pm. Topics include identifying quality trees, timing of thinning operation, preparation for thinning. Listeners interested may register online at the following www.chogosk.ie forward slash Broad leaves. That's www.chogosk.ie forward slash broad leaves, all lowercase. That's Tuesday, July 20th, 7 pm. Broad leaves webinar. Registration with www.chogosk.ie forward slash broad leaves, all lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer. Offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs. On C103. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.